What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And we have a very exciting episode today brought to you by our one and only bride here, Kelsey Cook. <laughs> What's wedding up? blues, which <laughs> I did not even know was a thing, but makes total sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Same. I brought it up on a recent episode and uh, we want to do a, a deeper look into it because it does seem to affect quite a lot of people. Yep. Quite a lot. You guys know we are doing our 2020 tour. We're so excited. We told you guys last episode that we would be updating you this episode on what the top five U.S. cities are currently where we have the most listeners. Right now, it's LA, New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C., and Seattle slash Tacoma. Wow. A few close runners up right now are San Francisco slash Oakland slash San Jose, Dallas and Fort Worth, and Boston. So, has it changed a little bit since last time? I think maybe it has. When you get down to like, yeah, the, the, the maybe f- yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so keep spreading the word to your helpster community, you guys, because right. you can affect if we come see you. We're, we're doing the top five cities next year. We're going to do a little self-helpless tour. We're so excited. Yeah. You have plenty of time to, uh, to, to boost it up. Yes. And shout out real quick to my Seattle Tacoma people that are in the top five. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm headlining the Comedy Underground in Seattle, September 26th through 29th. So mark that calendar. It's coming up. Yeah. And we are at 436 (laughs) patrons on Patreon out of 500, which is our first big goal that we're reaching. Yes. Um, At 500, we're going to do a live stream Q&A with you guys exclusively for patrons. And so listen, like, you know, the tough part is if you're 501, 502, you're going to miss it. So better get get in in there. Get in now. It gets uh, to 500 because we're going to be scheduling that very soon. As always, also, please take a quick sec to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We're, we're on the charts all the time now and it's pretty fun. And it's because of you guys really, it does 
it does matter. It's a strange system with iTunes, but just leaving that one five star, just one click. Algorithm or something? Yeah, it really, really helps us. So if you got your phone in your hand right now, if you're sitting in front of your computer and you haven't done it yet, it takes two seconds. It really helps us a lot. So thank you uh, for those of you who have, who have already done it. You want to kick it off with a quotable? Yeah. Okay. I got one. Uh, this is from journalist Mignon McLaughlin. Um, hopefully that's how you say Right. Uh, a successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person. Ah, yes. Oh, that's I know this quote. Well, I actually said one? that quote at my cousin's wedding oh, for my speech. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's yeah. a great one. Yeah, you have to, uh, you got to work on it. You're keep not gonna, dating then. Keep dating. Yeah. Keep dating. Exactly. Keep yes. learning exactly. new things about them. Keep putting yeah. them in weird situations where you have <laughs> they have to do, do new stuff. <laughs> that sounds like a weird sexually compromising <laughs> weird thing that you're doing with camp. Like, hey, we're gonna take a pottery class this weekend. I yeah. want to see what you look like making pottery. Um, right. <laughs> That's funny. So the meat of today's episode, like we mentioned, is about post wedding blues, which is something that I experienced last month after my wedding and I wasn't really prepared for. So um, maybe you guys can can sound off in the Facebook group if you're about to get married, uh, if you are recently married or have been married and went through post-wedding blues because I think it's something we should talk about more. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it being a thing. I always thought like, oh, I'm sure people are so relieved after the wedding's done. Right. You know, I always thought like, oh, I'm sure they're just relaxing and, and enjoying life. Well, I think people say that leading up to the wedding. Yeah. That's what you hear a lot is people going, I'm just so ready for it to be done. Right. I'm just so ready to be done planning this thing. And then it's done. And you're like, oh, where'd you, <laughs> yeah. where'd you go? Don't leave. Like yeah. you, you do miss, you miss doing it. So um, why do people get the post wedding slump? Uh, one of the top things is that you've lost a big conversation starter. Which seems silly, but wow, is that true? Yeah. And now we're about a month past our wedding, and I'm starting to realize, like, okay, so when I run into somebody I haven't seen for a while right now, the first thing they do go, they do say is, oh my gosh, congratulations on your wedding. But I'm starting to know, hmm, the clock's ticking on this. Yeah. (laughs) Because in another couple months, people probably aren't going to be bringing it up as much. Yeah. So. Never thought about that. I didn't either. And it's, you know what? It's like. It's similar to like career stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure when people were like, congrats on the Tonight Show. Like that yes. feels nice for a while. And then after a while, you're like, oh, I got to do something else. Yes. But you can't get married again. No. You well, can't I mean, be you like, can't. I mean, you can, but you know. <laughs> yes. That people will pay less attention if you're like, we just renewed our vows. They're like, cool. Like, yeah. yeah. It is so much pressure. It truly is a lot of pressure. And um, the the conversation starter aspect of that is for a whole years sometimes maybe longer right. depending on how long your engagement is but like for us we had a solid year of people being like so what's going on with the wedding where are you guys at did you book your photographer yet and huh. you don't realize it but it is fun it is fun to talk about it and kind of always have this go-to thing mm. it takes on its own life that's so interesting because when I read you've lost a big conversation starter I imagine it's the bride who is not talking about stuff anymore you know what i mean like i mean it's both ways but i read that as like oh these poor brides this was they were like this was their life for a year and now they have to like maybe find something else that they're passionate about or something yeah which that's that's a lot like if you're one of those people that have thought about your wedding for a long time and you are freaking going hard on pinterest and that's your jam like that's not my jam 
at all. So, but I, I have friends where it's like, they are so crafty. They are so good at event planning and they've loved every minute of it. And it's like, Oh, that's, that's really hard to lose that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if you enjoyed it so much. And so now it's like, okay, you gotta plan somebody's baby shower now or something to yeah. keep, keep that going. But, um, it's interesting cause I feel like out of all my friends, people talk about their weddings at different, like varying degrees. Like I feel like Kelsey didn't really talk about her wedding very much no. because really, I, well, yeah, I mean, not in a not in a negative way, oh, but yeah, it's yeah, like no, I, I feel like. It, towards the towards when it got close we're like okay i really got to get some shit going <laughs> yeah but like yeah. i have some friends who talked about it from day one until the wedding day you know mm, and it's like yeah. that was the majority of the conversation nothing is bad or good there it's just that's just what it is right and so um i think it's everybody gets invested in different ways when it comes to a wedding yeah and talking about it at varying degrees yeah. well too. and anything you dream about for a long time yeah when it actually happens it like a lot of times if you've dreamed of something it's not going to live up to that always yeah so right. i think part of you there's some letdown of like was i supposed to feel different was this supposed to happen i mean Kelsey, you seemed like very happy with your wedding afterwards i you was like, yeah. this is yeah. what i wanted i was yeah fortunately things really did go very smoothly overall mm -hmm. i've heard mm -hmm. you know when we had kira saltanovich mm -hmm. on oh, the yeah. podcast and it was oh, like man. anything that could go wrong went wrong with her wedding yeah. and it's i mean it made for a hell of a story afterward we really only had a you know couple minor hiccups and other than that it was perfect really yeah um also you're not like a high maintenance bride i didn't feel like your expectations were like crazy or right. anything and i think a lot of girls especially like can have this thing built up in their mind is like a fantasy yes and again we're like comedians we're performers we have lots of times where people are going to look at us looking great and it's going to be awesome and yeah then, like, some people that's their one i think you the said one this day. before like that's yeah. their one day that you get to be the center of everything well i think it's just like yeah i think uh especially for people who are not used to talking in front of people or like yeah being in that way it's it's like this it's a production in a way like that's i think of it as like oh it's like a it's like a show in a way yeah. and then a party but i i think when when i because when i think about my eventual wedding i'm really cool with just like doing it in a backyard somewhere with no bridal party and just like a very intimate ceremony mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think cam feels differently like he wants the third party venue and he wants the groomsmen and he wants the whole shebang and i realize mm. I'm, I'm wondering mm. if part of that is because i've i was a performer for so long mm -hmm. and i've kind of had that i don't know i feel like i've gotten that that fill a little you bit you got that fix, yeah and um so i have to respect them like i totally get it this is like a this is a big thing yeah. and so yeah. yeah there's definitely gonna be compromise there and i i want to give that yeah, them, even that's not something I I would want. He wants personally. to be a prince. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a prince. Be a prince. Yeah. Yeah, a prince. Oh, yeah, no. So I think it's just I think it's interesting how people um, approach the wedding planning process. Absolutely, yeah. Um, number two, another reason why people get the post wedding slump is that you've passed by a milestone. Uh, planning for such a big event is a great motivator. You spend months in preparation, and it passes by in one day. I absolutely felt this where as soon as it's done, you go, oh, my God, I was allotting a certain amount of time every day to this. Now, what do I fill that with? Mm. Like, what was I filling this with before? And I think that's when depression can creep in because it's mm. like too much time with your own thoughts. Mm. Now, and we have such busy lives. So it's not like I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs just thinking about shit. But it, I was filling pockets with 
you know, making centerpieces and sending emails, so much email sending. Yeah. And you don't even realize and, and then it's done and it does feel, you feel sad. Mm. Yeah. And I really, I, oh, I was like, you're not going to fucking get me post-wedding blues. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to be this bitch. I'm, I'm not going to be the person who lets the wedding take over their life and then consequently feels so empty afterward. And it fucking got me. Yeah. It crept up and bit me because even though I wasn't the person that was throwing myself into it every single day leaning up to it. You do hit a point a few months uh, as you're getting closer where you're like, oh, we do have to, if we're going to make this look nice, when we decide to do the office themed, all of a sudden we are cutting shit till we got carpal tunnel. You know, we're cutting things, we're typing things, we're gluing. I mean, this was like an assembly line in our house was making all of these centerpieces and you can't not get invested mm-hmm. yeah. as much as you try not to. Like, I think unless you wake up one morning and you look at your partner and go, Hey, you want to go to the courthouse today? Yeah. You might miss right. the post wedding blues then, but then yeah. you might be bummed that you didn't do more. It's like, it's inevitable. Oh. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Welding instructor, Alex declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Another reason why people get the post-wedding slump is that you've come back to reality. So wedding doctor and psychologist Jocelyn Charnas says oftentimes we use wedding planning as an excuse to put off other things that might be anxiety provoking, Mm -hmm. like going back to school or getting a a new job. And when the wedding is over, we're then faced with those things and that can contribute to a sense of disappointment or stress. Ooh, yeah. that makes sense. I'm sure planning a wedding could be a great escape from Absolutely. stuff. It's fun. It's crafting. It's tasting food. It's like whatever. Yes. Even if we get into a little debt, we'll pay it off later. Exactly. And then you're dealing with like maybe the reality of, of that. Yeah. Well, and it's a very valid excuse. You do have to be putting in this time, effort and money. And so anything else in your life that you're like, well, I know I should be doing that, but I got to plan the wedding. So uh-huh. I guess I can't too bad. Yeah. But then as soon as it's done, you're like, oh, I don't have an excuse anymore. And now for a year, things have piled up that I've put on the back burner. And that is stressful. Yeah, that is stressful for sure. And another thing that we kind of glossed over, like you spend months in preparation. I mean, planning this like type of event is such a good motivator. Like a lot of people like get on a health kick and they want to go to the gym. and They want to look their best. And then it's like, oh, my God, yes, that passes. It's like, oh, what's motivating me now? I'd imagine that's hard, too. Where it's like, okay, well, now I got to plan a vacation that I got to look good for. Yes. And nothing feels nothing will feel at least to me like that amount of pressure or motivation again because your wedding it's like spend all this money on a great photographer and you're in the dress it's such a great reason to look and feel your best I mean we are fortunate that in this business hopefully we will have other opportunities to wear pretty fancy dresses and stuff like that but we lucky I don't know but um, but I get, I mean, especially for like, you know, our listeners who, who have like a pretty typical nine to five, like the wedding is, that's, that's the time, it's the time to shine. And it's, it's a lot of uh, motivation. Yeah. And once that's gone, it, it is tough. Yeah. I can imagine. I mean, man, 
if if I was I I wonder how I would react. I wonder if my eating habits would get a little bit better and I'd start doing some more push-ups. If you were getting married, I or did. After, yeah. yeah, I did. I mean, it really motivated me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as it was done. <laughs> right back to doing what I was doing before. <laughs> I'm trying to not go all the way back to what I was doing, but, but yeah. Did the post-wedding blues hit you um, after your honeymoon? During my honeymoon. During yeah, your honeymoon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, and I know we touched on it a little bit uh, in the previous episode, but there are pros and cons to having a honeymoon directly after your wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or giving it a little time. Because I don't, I don't know if it would have hit me even harder to just come right back home with the cats yeah. and, yeah. you know, the very basic domestic day-to-day duties. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, maybe that's even more depressing. Right. But I did feel a little bummed that I was feeling bummed on my honeymoon. Right. Because right. so I'm like, guilty. why did we spend this money if I'm going to be all like lethargic and sad um probably just tired too i mean yeah i will also tell people don't plan if you are going to do your honeymoon right after the wedding don't plan anything for the first day or two that requires a lot of activity kane and i were we were sleeping for like 15 hours the first two nights and then and taking naps you don't realize like what it's actually doing to you physically and mentally until it stops and your body just shuts the fuck down yeah so fortunately we had made the first like four days of our honeymoon just a relaxing part we went to coronado we stayed in a resort it was beautiful but there really i mean there wasn't a lot to do and that was kind of the point of it and then after four days we did two days of disneyland so it gave us a little time to like that sounds perfect it was nice it was a good balance but i was i was sad to be sitting in a hotel room feeling the way i felt and also kane didn't feel it at all oh Oh, i was just gonna ask i wonder if dudes (sighs) feel this way i've read about dudes feeling that way but i think it's the dudes who invest more into the planning right and typically that's not the case also kane yeah. had had a wedding before yes exactly so sure that was part of it too that's a good point or maybe after his last one he felt it but this one he was like oh this was like way easier yeah i think he felt post-wedding blues after the last one for a different reason yeah because he didn't actually <laughs> want to get married <laughs> right, 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 right. but but when you have uh, that to compare to <laughs> you know when you you don't have anything to compare to you're just yeah. going how am i supposed to feel yes so you're going oh i'm not i'm still not excited i'm a little tired today i'm a little sad like is that not what I'm supposed to feel like? Yeah. So mm. much pressure. So yeah. much pressure with all of it. Um, so I would number help. four, you're left with the bill. Which oh, I'm sorry. That's that. right. <laughs> oh, After that's a Jesus. And one day of fun. Oh, the financial burden that many people undergo. There's this new thing called wedding debt, apparently. What? That people are yeah, going man. into debt for their weddings. Oh, yeah, so man. So you're starting off your, your new lives as a married couple with lots of debt. Oh, yes. yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm so glad that we did not thank you for catching that last one. Yeah. Why people get the post-wedding blues. Um, left with the bill is, it's insane. It really, like, you do what you can to to plan and budget, but mm, especially that last month, things creep up that you were not planning on creeping up. And uh, I am happy to say that we kept it. I don't mind telling our listeners, we it ended up coming out at around 13000 and oh, we yeah. have tried That's, for 10. Yeah. 
and it still, still went good. three over. Yeah. But that's including like the honeymoon because here's the thing. Oh, that's including people, the honeymoon? Yeah, that's people great. people don't include the honeymoon cost, but mm. you wouldn't be having a honeymoon if you weren't getting married. And so to me, that's all part of the same cost. Right, right. I guess you could technically break it up. I don't know if statistically when you see like what the average wedding cost in 2018 is, if Let that includes see. honeymoon, but here. start to finish about 13000 for everything, which... It, it, it's crazy because we don't we don't have that kind of money to just spend on a day. But what happens is you it's over the course of a year you're paying chunks of it and chunks of it with deposits with vendors, and you know you buy the dress and he does the tux and then you, there is shit. We for sure have some stuff that is on credit cards and we will pay that off. It's not much, thank God. We didn't have to put like much on a credit card, but. Yeah, technically, we do have some post-wedding debt. Yeah. Well, you, you did pretty good because uh, according to Wedding Wire, the largest study of today's wedding planning journey in the U.S., uh, which is based on the data of over 18,000 newlyweds married in 2018, uh, the average spent on an engagement ring is $5,000. That's the average? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Insanity. I know. Average spent on ceremony, $29,200. Oh and average spent on the honeymoon, $4,500. Wow. Okay, so that's coming in at basically $35,000. That's the average. That's middle ground. 40. That's closer to 40 grand. Oh my gosh, you're so right. You're so right. You have to include the ring ring cost. Okay, 40 grand. 40 grand on average. So we got away with the wedding of our dreams. Yeah. Didn't cut corners. Didn't like, it was not a fucking, you know, piddly Denny's wedding or something right, like that which right. you know if you have your wedding at Denny's I don't uh, no shame fun. do your thing do you <laughs> have some moons over Miami I don't give a shit do you but like we had a beautiful wedding open bar double entree meal like yeah we had everything we wanted 13 grand when the average is 40 dude and the o- the nice. average cost of a venue is nine thousand dollars according to this study wow and we got so ours for 500 you did That's very amazing. well you yeah did very very well thank you I spent more <laughs> on flights one way than you did on your venue Crazy. do you think part of it um is like you spent all this money yes it's gradual it's over the course of a year but then once you have the day mm-hmm. i'm sure part of it is like you said this, I remember, like, after the last song played or when they said, like, the last song, you were like, don't buy so fast. Like, yeah. I'm sure part of it is like, oh, my God, that was, like, no time at all. Like, we've been, we spent so much money. We spent so much time. We had so much prep. And now it's just done. It, it was that fast. It was yeah. seven hours. It feels like you're on a game show where it's yeah. like, how much money can you spend in such a short amount of time? You're just, oh, like, man. running through it. Yeah. Yeah, I fe- always felt after if you ever helped somebody prepare like Thanksgiving dinner, and oh, yeah. you like do it for eight oh, hours and it's gone in ten minutes. I'm like, why would anybody put themselves through this? That's a Let's perfect just eat analogy. Out next time, can we yeah. just go to a restaurant? That's a perfect analogy. That is a perfect analogy. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, I would also advise any bride if I could give you one piece of advice: wake up like an hour earlier than you think you need to wake up. That's good. Mm. That's a good call. Because I thought I gave myself enough time and I did feel rushed as I was doing my makeup. And I really hated that feeling. Like I didn't want to feel rushed on my wedding day or Mm. stressed or like running behind. And if I could go back, I even though I would have maybe been a little more tired, it would have been worth it to just have an extra hour, breathe a little bit. Um, There's never enough time. 
it seems, to get ready on your wedding day. So just give yourself an extra hour, I would I would say would be helpful. Yeah. And good. if you can, I mean, so I know this, this might be unrealistic, but Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel got married in Italy and they, they had like, I think it was like a week long celebration or like a four day long celebration oh where they gosh. flew their closest friends and family to Italy. And it was, I think over the course of like four to seven days and nights where they did things all together as a group of oh, friends and family. Fun. And like one of the nights was the wedding but it's so rare, like we've talked about, to have the closest people in your life together in one location. And I was sad that I didn't get to have more time with everybody. Right. Um, so if that's an option for you, you don't have to go to Italy by any stretch of the imagination. But if you are able to do more things like, you know, there's the rehearsal that dinner the night before. But I don't know. Yeah. I wish that for the amount of money and time that goes into planning this thing, you would think that it could at least be done over a few days. Totally. I know a lot of people will do like brunch the next day with anybody who wants to come or, um, you know, like some kind of excursion of some kind the next day or activity. Um, But yeah, I think that's like, especially if people are coming in from out of town and you want to try to see them for the weekend if you're able to, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I know they do that in some cultures where it's like a long, it's a whole big thing. Yeah. Because I'd imagine you're just, uh, you know, you're going around and trying to get your 10 minutes with everybody, you know, saying hi. Yeah. And thanks for coming and then you got all these other things happening so yeah it would have been nice to have more time with people but anyway yeah that's my that's my two cents on that into the tips let's get into some tips tips to soothe wedding blues before the wedding with guidance from marriage and sex therapist jane greer and wedding doctor psychologist jocelyn charnas take a night off from planning so remember what it feels like to be a couple without a big event on the horizon shift your focus from wedding planning to discussing your expectations of married life yeah talk about life after the wedding maybe there's certain things that's great forward to or certain things that you should be working out you know Mm -hmm. working through or whatever it might be that's a um, great idea just take a take a breath take a breath and just forget about it for a night or yeah. two yeah yeah um try premarital counseling premarital counseling is a proactive step in ensuring the future of your relationship you can discuss goals for your future life together and other issues discuss all that good stuff yeah um jane greer the marriage and sex therapist and author of what about me stop selfishness from ruining your relationship says it equips the couple with the communication skills necessary to be able to problem solve arrive at compromises and know how to handle disappointments going forward nice yeah i think that's always a good idea Um, yeah we did not do premarital counseling but we each i'm still in individual therapy and he went to individual therapy for and you've been you've been to couples counseling before yeah we tried once with a woman who was like not she was not a good situation um we could just tell right away like neither of us liked her oh and you guys didn't go to someone else after that no we ended up this was when i felt like kane needed to get sober and he was not thinking that that was what needed to happen Mm. um and it wasn't but it wasn't that long after that that we had the whole big talk like we discussed in a recent episode where it was like i really had had enough and he was ready to get sober um but that's why we were doing it then it wasn't like a premarital thing but um now i don't i mean i think it's helpful for anybody i don't really feel like we're in a place right now where we would need it but maybe maybe down the line who knows i would always do it i think cam's point of view is like we would have to be in 
like something real bad has to be happening. Something like, really, something yeah. Something real dire <laughs> needs to happen where I'm like, oh, we should just do it for maintenance. Just preventative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Preventative yeah. care. Because once you, as, yeah, as someone who is in it right now, like once you're in it, oh my gosh, it's hard. But yeah. it is helpful. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We really like our couples therapist. Like she's That's really great. good. That's awesome. But I can't imagine going to somebody who like, isn't good and yeah. how that would just make everything worse yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. i would shop around right away i mean thankfully both of us didn't like her because i think that'd be yeah. one thing if like the therapist says something to one person and they're like well i don't agree with her and the other person's yes. like well but they're telling the truth or something like that like that would be dicey that would be but fortunately we were both like oh no because yeah. i think i told her i was like so we was, i just want to talk about you know Kane's drinking I've I don't drink very much so to me it feels like he drinks a lot and you know we're both in the room together and she was like well how much like how much do you drink a week Kane or a day or something like that and it was a lot it used to be a lot and she was just like yeah like boys will be boys my boyfriend drinks too it was just so clearly like Oh, you are not the right person to be talking yeah. to about this because this is this is serious. Like, yeah. and then you know, it turns out later, like he's an alcoholic. This is a real thing. This is a real problem. And if we had stuck with that woman, who who knows where we would have ended up? So that is unfortunate. That sometimes you get somebody that gives that bad of advice. Where it was just like, no, that sounds fine to me. Like, Did you hear how much alcohol I just told you Dude, and in it's a also week? Like not about like the measurement of the bottles. It's like, look, is it causing problems? Then it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. No therapist right? should ever go. Well, you know, my boyfriend. No one gives a shit about your boyfriend. <laughs> yes, this is in your therapy session. <laughs> yes, I asked my. I ask my therapist about her personal life all the but time. But you ask. That's <laughs> yeah. do you? Yeah, I want to know. Like, I want to like what, what what would you do in this situation? Does like, she tell do you? You have personal experiences that you can help me out with. Yeah, she yeah, does. But she you tells me stuff. That. I do because for that me, shouldn't. I I need to know how real people solve real things yeah. for me to apply it to my own life. I can't just have this general statistic of stuff yeah. floating in my head. I'm like, look, Emily, we've we have established that we have certain similarities in our lives. Um what would you do with this type of, you know, overscheduling yourself? What would you do? She's also a vegetarian, so I've talked to her about like how to navigate like, you know, the the stuff with the veganism stuff and she's like very open to help me. So I'm like, I love that about it that I can get a little bit of a personal Oh yeah, um, that's great. Too. But yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> Yeah, that was bad. Just way bad off. apple. Um and then the the last tip for soothing wedding blues before the wedding uh schedule your honeymoon strategically so kelsey was talking about this a little bit uh will planning another future trip give you and your loved ones something to look forward to after the wedding then wait to take your honeymoon uh alternatively mm. maybe you need time to decompress and readjust to reality after the big day uh marriage and sex therapist jane greer says an immediate honeymoon can insulate couples from crashing into the new or real world quickly so plan and choose what works best for you both i think that's excellent advice definitely and we ended up having a couple family receptions up in Washington State. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. Like a few weeks after the wedding. So that was another thing of like, okay, I guess technically we did stretch it out a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's it's whatever feels right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then tips for after the wedding on how to mm. soothe wedding blues. Uh, if you're still feeling blue after six months, seek help. So 
you know, post-wedding depression is typically categorized as situational. Situational depression evolves from a big life change and it is fairly common. So, you know, if you are sad immediately afterward or like a month afterward, like don't be too hard on yourself. Like so normal. Yeah. Temporary fine. But if it's like lasting a long time, it might be something else. Like after six months, Jane Greer says (laughs) people who are still feeling depressed should seek help and address what they feel they lost after the wedding as opposed to what they gained. When it manifests itself in a severe way, it's more about some underlying and possibly pre-existing issue like a clinical mental health issue or a serious underlying problem in the relationship that has to be looked at, Charnas says. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I can see how there would be a big difference with that. Mine dissipated, I would say, within three or four days. Yeah. Which is what when I I, um, texted one of my best friends about it who was married and she said that that was like about the same timeline for her was a few days. Also, uh, we went to Disneyland, so it's hard to be fucking bummed at Disneyland. <laughs> like, Disneyland's pretty great. I, I would <laughs> recommend that to anybody. If you're looking to shake off some blues, oh, you know, I've gone to Disneyland so many times. I fucking hate theme parks, though, so that's just really? me. Oh, that's uh, just theme not you. parks are my nightmare. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Lines and heat and just, oh, yeah. I was so excited. So for me, it was like the perfect time to yeah. go. Um, but yeah, mine, mine lasted for a few days and it then it balanced out afterward. But yeah. um, another tip, find a new goal to look forward to. So look forward to the next stages of life, building or buying your own home, children, personal or career growth and deepening your relationship as a couple there. This is why we started this podcast, because there is always something to be working on on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And just focus on those things. Go, okay, great. Now we're married. Now we get to start saving up for that big trip we want to have. Right. right. In a year or two. We get to start, you know, planning when we're going to try to have kids. We get to start looking for a home. Like, whatever it is. Yeah. Just turn your attention. Or it's like, great, I've been focusing on my wedding for a year. Now I'm going to really hunker down in my career. Totally. Right. Right. Yeah. Or maybe start talking yeah. about a, a an anniversary trip. Yeah. Exactly. Like what what are we going to do for our big one year anniversary of being married and that can give you something new to be planning. Totally. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, you know, if, if and when it happens, my eventual wedding or whatever. Um I'm already looking forward to when it's done. I but I I'm sure <laughs> I won't feel that way when it's actually happening, but I'm really looking forward to this thing that's like not hanging over our head anymore so we can mm-hmm. just get on with our real lives. Yeah. Like I'm excited to just like save up for trips and like travel with Cam and do all these types of things and i know that we have like this thing that's just floating in the air right and i'm kind of looking forward to like when that's all figured out yeah and but done let's with. get married you so think that married. Know, but you I'll, might <laughs> just enjoy it i'll enjoy be crying Cal- i'll be crying to kelsey the day after my wedding be like ah it got me too just enjjoy it because it is like a once in a lifetime thing yeah let's get married again which yeah. is also totally fine right but yeah enjoy it i would try my best yeah a lot of help. so yeah, um, that was our meet. Some, some segments. Wrap it up. Yeah. That was. Yeah. A, I mean, I I learned a lot about that one because I just didn't know this was a thing at all. Yeah, yeah. Never I, I wish. It. I My wish friends have never talked about it. You know. Yeah, I wish people prepared you more for it as opposed to me having to google shit on my honeymoon be like is this normal like you don't want to be dealing with that then it would have been nice to have had a little bit more of a heads up yeah Yeah. but absolutely all right so we got some segments segments. i have a a good shit uh i did a comedy club on state in madison wisconsin this last weekend and we had some helpsters come out and uh 
there were i was out there after a couple shows um i think like after like two of them and then the other three i didn't because if it's in between shows i i'll have trouble with that sometimes um because it's just a lot of energy and people also my voice was killing me mm. by the end of the weekend um because just doing an hour um and like really giving it your all is a lot um but when i got to meet people it was so cool it was so great that club is amazing um i had a friend of mine i had hunter hill featuring for me and so we like and i'd never been to madison and madison's awesome yeah Yeah. it's really cool it's so great like friday we call it town yeah we just walked around for like four hours we like got breakfast and then we like walked around and just looked at all the little shops and stuff had great shows and the next day they have like an amazing farmer's market on saturday so we like went to the farmer's market and then the biggest water park in america is like an hour away so we went to the water park for like a few hours <laughs> no way it was great it was oh so my god fun. that's awesome go. i'm so glad to hear you did that yeah. that is fun and then um cam's sister olivia and his mom kai and yes. her friend i think alexandra went and they yeah. said it was an incredible show yeah uh, but yeah cam's taken me to you know i've been to madison to to visit her because she goes to school out there um so yeah that's fun, so fun, cool fun stuff, man. i'm so glad fun to hear stuff. that that's um, awesome segment Kels? yeah so i have some good shit i suppose um so last night i did the goddamn comedy jam uh which is a show here in la where comedians go on stage they perform a comedy set and then they're joined by a live band on stage and you get to like live out your fantasy of being a rock star yeah. and you get to perform a song so um last night was the five-year anniversary show it was this huge amazing lineup like Jim Jeffries, Big J Okerson, Adam Ray Bradwilliams, all just a bunch of great comics. Um, and the Roxy on Sunset's a pretty like famous institution mm-hmm. venue. Yeah. Institution. That sounds like a weird <laughs> venue. It's a, it's a great venue. And, um, so I've never done anything like this. I wasn't even in choir growing up. I was in band. I was band geek. Yep. And I've done maybe drunk karaoke a handful, <laughs> a handful of times. Um, but I've never, sang into a microphone to people with a band on stage and I was like oh shit I have no idea how this is gonna go and I know like everybody there knows you're a comic nobody expects you to be a good singer they just like I think want to see you having fun and having a good time um but I also came down with a horrible head cold like a week before the show, of course. Um, so I'm, again, I'm sorry to if uh, listening to this episode today if I sound like <coughs> weird, if my voice sounds weird, but Anyway, uh, that added this other layer of like, oh, fuck, what if I don't have a voice on stage or what if I'm like coughing and hacking? So I, two days ago, went to a vocal coach. (laughs) I paid a woman $100 to help me for an hour. Just give me some basics. I'm like, help me not completely eat shit up there. What what are some like warm ups? Also, I'm... I'm ill. So do you have like (laughs) tea or lozenges? Like what can I do to just make this as like, okay as possible. And, um, I sang, uh, don't speak by no doubt. My, the vocal coach was Gwen Stefani's backup singer. Holy shit. How weird is that? That's crazy. She was incredible. Shout out to Vanessa Bryan. Uh, look her up on Instagram if you're in LA and, uh, need some, some vocal help. She's incredible. She, her voice is like insane. Um, But anyway, so what was interesting, though, to take away aside from just like helping me with singing is that she heard she was listening to me talk and she goes, so is this how you usually talk? 
And I was like, yeah. And she goes, okay, so you like, you sit really low. Like you talk from like here. Like she was like motion to like the bottom of my throat. And she's like, that's putting a lot of wear and tear on your throat. And what's so interesting is that when I'm on the road headlining by the end of the night, my throat is shot. Like I, my, my, everything feels really painful and like I have to recover. So she's like, you're, you're a professional speaker. You should be putting more attention into like how you're speaking, you're warming, like warmups for speaking. Yeah. So she gave me vocal warmups that I did before the show last night. But also now I think I will continue to do before actual comedy shows where like you're supposed to do like lip trills. So like, and like do things that activate your nasal passages. <laughs> you're supposed to go meow. <laughs> so like on the drive on the way to the show, if anybody saw me, I just in the car like meow. I'll take a hundred bucks and tell you to meow like a cat. Kelsey. <laughs> Come oh to me God. next time. <laughs> it was fascinating. Um, but not just as a, like a professional speaker on stage, but for the podcast, I don't, I want to have a pleasant speaking voice. And I think sometimes I like, I don't breathe as often. And so then it gets into that vocal fry range where I'm like talking like this, you know mm. what I mean? It gets really low. Are so supposed to be like trying to be up here or like, I mean, cause I feel like my, my voice is low too. So my, should I, should I, should I be doing this? <laughs> well, she said that she's like, think <laughs> about how you talk when you're excited about something that naturally it like lifts up more. And you're more passionate about it. So she's like, maybe just try to bring a little bit more of that. Just be more mindful. If you feel yourself slipping into that like vocal fry territory, you're probably putting a lot of strain on your vocal cords. Mm. So anyway, I, oh my God. And also I felt like you in the aerial class with you (laughs) queefing because at one point she's like, okay, so have you thought about like how you're going to move on stage? And I was like, no, she's like, all right, so we're going to play the song and we're like in a tiny studio. It's just me and her. She's like, I want you to perform the song for me, but like no singing, just dance movements. Oh man. I was like, oh, but you know God. what? It's like my night. But watching the, the Instagram stories, I saw that. I, I was watch. like, Oh, she looks really comfortable. Well, thanks. I didn't use yeah. anything from there because it was <laughs> <laughs> because in the, like you can't prepare for a show in front of 200 people. Yeah. in a crowd in a studio space with you no. and one other person you just met 15 minutes ago and it's 11 in the morning and you're dead ass sober like <laughs> it was I felt so uncomfortable I, I felt so embarrassed but as I was doing it, I was like this is good for you it's good for you to like get out of your comfort zone right. and feel better to feel a little embarrassed and awkward right now then feel stiff I just didn't want to be stiff on stage right. did you do like an air mic when you were dancing around in the studio I like, think she gave me a mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just kind of moving around. Yeah, but it like you should have recorded that. Her, like her like <laughs> therapy dog was there, just like watching me. It, it was it, it was an experience, but I'm so glad I did it because I think just an hour of like embarrassment in front of her helped me get on stage. Oh yeah. Also, I had a, a double vodka soda, which helped. Yeah. Me. But and just be like, this is it. Like you yeah. got this one shot to do it. Eminem, we got yeah. one shot, baby. 
and it was i had so much fun that's i truly cool. it was it was so the time cool. of my life it was so much fun that's fun no i mean i think that's super valuable information for you guys as far as like i want to go to a vocal are, coach now you guys Seriously. are public speakers they also say that about teachers teachers anybody oh, who does yes. public speaking anybody who speaks for a living that should be so really much be, be, yeah. be mindful of that and and their vocal cords and not um what are those things those like nodes that you can develop on your oh something uh-huh. mm-hmm. just whatever it's called all that stuff so that makes sense yeah Adele, do you have a quick thing? Yeah, or? I have a quick thing. Um, I have a good shit, I guess. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, as um, as a minimalist, like, as far as, like, giving and receiving gifts and stuff, like, how does that work and everything? So my mom just had a birthday recently. Shout out to my mom. Um, and I, comp- I edited a video for her. So I had um, her friends and our family send in little video clips saying nice things about her wishing her a happy birthday Aww. telling them her fa- their favorite memory or story about her That's wonderful her best quality nice. all that stuff so i edited this video um of like funny stories and cute things and that's what i gave to her along with taking her out to breakfast uh for her birthday gift and she loved it and like my whole family wanted to see it and all that so if you're just thinking of like outside the box types of ways to you know gift something to somebody um i highly recommend that i think a lot of people in my family like that idea too and might be using it for some of their future gifts and now we have like i have this like quite long video that she always has now that she can look at and um it was a total surprise i had like certain people from you know her high school days and stuff you know send me videos and i didn't have to leave my home that was the easiest part and it was free and it was free that's Just wonderful. took some time. I love that. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So that's a good shit. Good daughter button. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Tay, do you want to plug anything? I am going to be at the Brea Improv in California, August 30th through September 1st. So this weekend. And then I will be in San Francisco at the Punchline, September 4th through 7th. September 13th and 14th, I am at the Ice House in Pasadena. The 15th, I am doing Cabo in Del Mar. And then the 27th through the 29th, I am at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. Nice. Teetomcomedy.com? Mm-hmm. Go get tickets, guys. Um, I'm in town this whole week doing local shows. Um, I'm at the Laugh Factory, Westside Comedy Theater. I'm headlining in the rec room in Huntington Beach on Thursday. And then um, next like weekend road day that I feel like a lot of helpsters would come to, like I said, is September 26th through 29th at the Comedy Underground in Seattle. So mark your calendars. Get some tickets. Noise. And I just want to give a shout out to one of my clients. A uh, big shout out to Amanda. She has an incredible web series that's about to come out called Sex Ed Made Easy. And uh, she's going to be providing providing comprehensive and accessible sex education to everyone from curious teens to sheltered adults. Her episode list coming up is fire. I will be tuning in. It's going to be really incredible stuff. Uh, definitely like kind of in the wheelhouse of, the, I think, the tone of self-helpless. Um, and so go follow her. Uh, sex Ed Made Easy on Instagram so you can um, stay up to date. And if you're interested in uh, consulting with me, um, you can message me on Instagram at Delaney Fisher if you'd like. And I'll send you the info. Sweet. All right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things self helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there, information about our Facebook group and how to join. 
All the episodes you can listen to are on there, a little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there and our contact information, email and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and DelaneyFisher.com, where you can watch my docu-comedy special, Love at First Cousin, for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. And I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We love you guys. So much. Yeah. Bye. 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 (laughs) Can you help?